This is the Emmanuel Pastors Podcast. Uh, this is a special edition where uh, it's just me um, with a special guest. So Theo's not on this one. Uh, the special guest is Andrea. Hi, everybody. You are not a pastor. No, I'm not. But you're my wife. Yes, I am. And we're sitting here in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, we booked those uh, $49 getaway flights with Southwest. We had been with five kids 24-7 for three months and uh, decided we'd do a little getaway. So And it's our anniversary next week. Monday will be our 18-year anniversary. Which is really crazy. Yeah. We were just, so we're here in Nashville. We were thinking, I think the last time I was here was for one of my friend's weddings in from college. And... Um, we had a lot of fun, bachelor party stuff, and <laughs> those are fun times. But I flew back, and you picked me up at Midway. We were dating. Yeah, we weren't even engaged quite yet. Yeah, and here we are with, and yeah, we have five kids. We found a little uh, donut shop yesterday called Five Daughters. It was really cute. It was fun. Yeah. So anyway, we're having a fun time, and we actually wanted to, Theo and I wanted to do an episode on marriage. It's a pretty broad topic, um, but uh, we thought we could talk about that for a little bit, see where it goes. Uh, we're big believers in marriage. We like it. It's a good thing. And um, we, yeah, uh, uh, I've been praying a lot for the marriages in our church, especially during this uh, season of stay at home. Been praying for those relationships, and we do a lot of premarital counseling which we really enjoy doing together. Mm-hmm. So we've said we don't want to just rehash our premarital counseling talk right now. But A lot of you have already heard it. It's true. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, we just, uh, there was also a, a Christianity Today article for this month's edition. The cover story is about vanishing marriages. And actually it's something... The concept's something I've thought about a lot before, but um, the stats continue to play out that there's there's an issue, right? So in just general society, um, the stats are actually pretty alarming. That in in 2005, uh, 50% of 20 to 34 year old men in America were married. In 2018, it's only 35%. And that's that's broad in general, um, but if you look at a similar kind of stat of evangelical Christians, um, in 2014, 56% of 20 to 39-year-old people were married, compared to 42% of the general population. Mm-hmm. In 2018, it was 51% of Christians compared to 40% of the general population, so Christians are dropping and they're dropping even at a faster rate in some ways all this to say less people are getting married (laughs) especially early in life and um it's that's a big deal this article talks about also like what are the reasons but some of the reasons um are changing expectations in marriage which can be an anti-biblical expectation actually right um, they quoted uh, Russell Moore, who said that often the vehicle marriage is viewed as the vehicle for self-actualization, 
rather than the setting for self-sacrifice. So the idea like of a, this, the marriage is going to complete me, or it's this thing that I add into this project of fulfilling me, and that's a disaster. <laughs> that's a disaster waiting to happen, mm-hmm. right? And then also the idea of, I need my 20s for, for kind of being me and finding who it, who who I am and doing my goals. And, and then marriage will be sort of, um, well, here's a quote from the, from the article. Marriage, uh, even in the minds of most Christians, is now perceived as a capstone that marks a successful young adult life, not the foundational hallmark of entry into adulthood. <laughs> that's, to me, that's... That, that was the quote that summed up that, that article. So, I mean, we got married. How old were we when we got married? Oh, no. <laughs> 22? Um, was 23? Is that right? <laughs> this is terrible. So it was, the, it was one year after college. Yeah. So we met in college and then got married. And that even seemed in some ways like... Yeah, it's very tough. Felt like we were pushing it a little bit, which is ridiculous now looking back, but... But I'm so glad we did, right? Yeah. That marriage is something to do when you're young, and then you figure it out together. Um, not something to wait. I mean, if you can. If, if it, obviously, all this stuff is dependent on God's timing, right? God bringing the right person to you. And in some cases, maybe that marriage isn't what is in God's plan for people. But right. if there is a perception in people's minds that, you have to wait till you get your life together, you get your house, you get your career established, and then you go looking for who would God have me marry, vice, um, as opposed to, like, if God's brought something, somebody to your life, you don't have to have your life all figured out first. It's, are you going to build a life together around the Lord? And um, that marriage isn't something that you just add in later. It's two running together, figuring out your, your vision together, and... Um, making a lot of mistakes together and, you know, for better or for worse. That is not a self-actualization project, which is right. what society says. And when we talk about singleness, like a lot of people would sit, would push back. I, I'd heard this, I've heard this argument, like don't, don't focus on marriage so much because the Bible holds out singleness. And I would say, yeah, that's true. Yes. We need to, we, we definitely need to value, call out the beauty of single singleness and uh, validate that you don't have to get married to be obeying God or uh, serving God. But the point of singleness in the Bible, I'm thinking of 1 Corinthians 7, is not selfishness, but actually freeing you up to, in different ways, live all out for the kingdom of God. So if you're single, that is a gift to the church, so you can be even freed up to do more ministry in different ways that married people, especially married people with kids even, can't. But the goal is, in both sides, whether you're single or whether you're married, is not self-actualization. It's not selfishness. It's it's wanting to live for the glory of God and uh, the kingdom of God and that in the local church, right? So, but there is something to marriage as of still the general... It should be kind of the general thing that happens that keeps society together, keeps society going. And and there was a little part, it was a minor part of this article, but he kind of, you know, linked marriage to social justice issues. Like, if the idea is that if, if marriage becomes this sort of capstone for the rich and the elite that you achieve, that you when you get to after you've sort of made yourself, um, 
that can have some disastrous like economic implications, right? It's an unattainable thing unless you're really rich. Yeah, and whereas instead it should be viewed as something that poor people do at the beginning of their life, and it has an economic payoff. Like you're 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 actually um, helping each other out. It's teamwork. Yeah, um, and I didn't articulate that very well, but you can read the article. It's by um, Mark uh, Regneris, I think is how you say his name. He's a sociologist, and it's in the latest Christianity Today. But, uh, but yeah, marriage, if it's um, done early in life and you like you have those years together where you're, 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 you're not you haven't like achieved wealth and now you have this thing on top of it, but you're actually together leaning on each other and helping yourself helping each other grow. That can actually be a, a good thing economically. Anyway, so that kind of something to think about. We want to, we want to see people keep getting married, um, not foolishly, rashly. I've presided over marriages that have sadly ended. We've we've seen that happen, but we're still big fans of people getting married and getting married young, and getting married for the right reasons. Um, if you both have the Holy Spirit, you marry somebody not for superficial reasons, but spiritual reasons. Um, it can be a great thing. So let's talk a little bit about, like what, what, um, what's great about marriage or how it how it works. <laughs> what's our uh, favorite sort of analogy right now? I guess teamwork. Um, you're working together on the same team. You have the same vision. You're. Um, not necessarily dividing your roles into this is your job, this is my job, when I'm done with mine I can relax and when you're done with yours come on over and help and hang out with me but we're both working towards the same goal on the same team and when you see something that's not done and, and you have a chance to go do it and some the other person's busy you go try to help because you're working towards the same goal and not pointing fingers at you didn't do this. Yeah, um, just I appreciate that. Pete, you're on the you're on the same team, so don't turn against each other. <laughs> uh, don't hide anything from each other. You don't compete against each other. Yeah, <laughs> you're it's you're like temptations that we can all fall into. Sure. Especially if you're trying to leave the house on a trip or something, that can be like a <laughs> melting pot for maybe not a melting pot, a, a petri dish for issues in your marriage. Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> not this trip. Oh, okay. You know, other trips. Yeah. Yeah, but that that's that would that's like my I love being on Team Carter with you, and that's kind of we we put together uh, like a family mission statement many years ago, and that's how it starts off is to play together as a loving team that enjoys and proclaims the good news of Christ in the UIC area of Chicago. That's our family mission statement, but that idea of teamwork and of play, and that we're in it together. Um, kind of guides how we think about our family and especially our, our marriage that um, that we're on the same page you know um, and when you don't feel like you're on the same page you try to talk about it to be on the same page right. and then even those conversations need to have the goal of that I mean the backdrop of you're on the same team and you're trying to to reconcile and 
make your perspectives um, jive as opposed to battling them. Yeah, it takes a lot of communication. Like if you think about, if you think about like a sports team, you have an objective, you know, to win the Super Bowl or whatever. Um, you have a team captain. I think that's the husband, you know, or the player coach. Maybe that's the, a better analogy. But um, and you you have a lot of meetings. You have a lot of talking. You talk, you keep the goal in front of you. For a Christian marriage, the goal is the glory of God. We want to see. God magnified. We want to see the church built up. We want to. Um, we have we have these goals, bigger goals for ourselves in our marriage than just being turned inward on each other and fulfilling each other, being happy that way. Um, and and then we just you have to talk a lot and you don't turn against each other. That's when teams break down and start blaming each other and getting mad. But we encourage and we just have. And repent when you do turn against each other. Or yeah. Lots of repentance. <laughs> yeah. So you want to talk about that more? Like, I don't know. We don't want to... We want to... So the first part was to kind of say we're, we're, we're pro-marriage. <laughs> we, uh, we recommend it. We're having fun at it. It's a fun team sport together that we're doing. Um, that's the second part is... Just we want to see happy marriages, um, people that are enjoying working together for the common goal, and um, being on the same team, talking as teammates instead of as enemies. And um, so that was kind of the second part. Then the third part, though, is what happens when when the team does break down, when when there are rifts and tension, and um, you don't feel like you can trust the other person. You drop the ball, so to speak. Well, then we just need the gospel, like the answer to every problem we have in our life, our, our lives. Um, for ourselves, like it can be kind of devastating to realize, wow, I've been a bad wife. Like I can get my identity from being a good wife. And then when you see, when I see myself as a bad wife or someone sees himself as a bad spouse, it can be kind of jarring and then you just need to be reminded yes I'm a sinner I am I'm broken and I I need Jesus um, and then when your spouse disappoints you then um, I can be very hard but then thinking through like Jesus is the ultimate spouse um, would never will never disappoint you and that gives you an opportunity just I think of this in terms of our kids too when your kids um, disappoint you or um, there's major problems there. It gives you an opportunity to love your kids and when your spouse is disappointing you, it gives you an opportunity to um, show the gospel to your spouse too in um, forgiveness and in preaching the gospel to them, not in a preachy sort of way, but um, just like how we have to say the gospel to ourselves again and again throughout the day. We need, as people, we need somebody else to tell us, I see you, I see your sin, and yet I still love you. I'm not going anywhere. Um, which doesn't mean that you um, make excuses for sin, but there's right. a there's an openness and an offering of grace that is only by the grace of God that we can do that, and we do that imperfectly for each other. <laughs> but I'm picturing like a, a you know a basketball team when a guy misses a free throw and everybody comes up and you know swats him on the butt, you know, like encouragement in some sense instead of 
Shining hammer, shining. Yeah, like you missed that again. That's the, you know you're you're only shooting forty three percent from the free throw. Like like holding each other, uh, holding a list of wrongs against each other, and that's kind of like law, right? Instead of gospel, little pats on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks okay. for that one. Um, I go crazy with metaphors, and they get a little messed up. I'm surprised baseball hasn't made its way in here yet. Um, thinking of, uh, somebody had mentioned to us, like, the idea of seeing a vision for your spouse, for who they could be. You see, I mean, living together, you see who you really are. You see the good, the bad, the ugly, and that can be really hard. But also praying for a, um, a godly vision of who God wants to make your spouse into over time. Not that it's your job to get them there, but to see that, to encourage the things that you see God doing and even letting your spouse know that you see those things. And then to be praying to, to see more of that and just for growth in your spouse and how, God, how God wants to use you and kind of the greenhouse of like a safe, committed place to be vulnerable and to experience grace in your vulnerability. Yeah, I think that's from Tim and Kathy Keller. Marriage. I think the Grey Havens has a song too of Sithella. I'm really bad at this, but there's a line where he says, I, I saw flashes and glimpses of this. I knew you could be like this or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the exact words, more just kind of the sense of, of a godly spouse yeah. having a vision for the, yeah so singleness is good if it's given you opportunity to do things you couldn't for the kingdom of God married marriage is also good and uh, we want to see more people get married and stay married (laughs) joyfully for the glory of Christ and not idolizing marriage and having it implode on itself yeah and that means being a team uh, teammates working uh, together and um, communicating clear, you know, frequently and uh, talking openly and being on each other's side. <laughs> and uh, when you fail, as you will, um, and you get off track, the gospel is there to reset and to... Um, yeah, to provide that that setting where you can be fully known in all your weaknesses and have glimpses of God's love. And when you're confronted with your faults, you don't have to hide. So yeah. That you can just be like, okay, but I'm fully loved by the Lord. and Let's move on. And you can tell me about this, and I actually want to know so that by the power of the Spirit, I can grow. I think there's a ton more that could be said. Yeah. But uh, we're on a trip. So let's go enjoy being married. All right. All right. That's it. See you guys. See you on Sunday.